you don't have to be on the TikTok to look at the TikTok, which is separate from the other apps. You have to have a profile. See, I didn't know that. To I be active. Just for the record, saying the TikTok makes you sound like you're <laughs> 8,000 years old. It no, really I think, does. I feel like that's like what it should be called. I agree. The TikTok. Should be the Twitter as well. But like Hap yeah. saying this is just fits his narrative absolutely perfectly. No, because this is great content. Y'all need to stop. Sorry. Stop. It's we recording. Have to, we have to the episode. We're recording. We can put all this in. Listen. Yeah, Tom, this is why we pay you the big bucks is yeah, for this. I'm just going to loop this, this back later. somehow. Let's get dangerous. Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode, we think it's 85. But it could be 84 because it's 84. It's presented by Parse Rum, our favorite rum, your favorite rum. Uh, go to Benny's. It's getting cold out there, which means you can have a little bit of Parse to warm your insides. Dakota, anything else you'd like to say about Parse? Keeps me warm on the inside. And it's, it is, well, it's not getting cold though. It's like 65 today. It's weird weather, but I, you still need it. I was looking at the forecast for the weekend in multiple places around the, you know how say, in the weather where, app where you have a couple cities where will you be because you are from pittsburgh grew up anywhere. in cincinnati live in chicago have a house in texas could be anywhere i looked at specifically the columbus and the chicago weather reports mm-hmm. it's getting down into the uh, 40s maybe below freezing might see some snow uh this is your local weather man i've actually done the weather on the weather channel before it was a wonderful thing what? that i did when we played in atlanta yeah look that up I was fantastic at it. We're going to have to put what? that clip in. Put that in there. That was cool. It was a cool thing that I did. We have Trevor Plouffe joining the podcast. This is big time for us. It's only been, we've been trying for a few weeks, but we, this is what we, what we did was we tried to get him in advance and then that didn't work. So we just asked him like a couple hours before going on and that's how we got him. That's that works for me. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen, there was the baseball playoffs. It's kind of a busy guy during that time. But now let me tell you something. I got all the free time in the world. I might just become a regular on here. We could just run it back. All of us. I'm in on that. We're always in for adding more hosts. You know, we just, oh, yeah, we, we need more. <laughs> we need more hosts. We can bring Nico back. Full. Yeah. We, we have some things to talk about, but I think what we should start with is the world, the end of the world series. And one Trevor Plouffe becoming absurdly famous. Producer Tom here. Quick note, I was finding Ian's Weather Channel appearance during the start of this conversation, so I didn't realize the guys didn't actually say what Trevor did. For those of you that don't know, back on March 31st, 3.01 p.m., Trevor tweeted, Atlanta Braves over Houston Astros in six. So that was his World Series prediction. He made that on March 31st. And, of course, not only to get the two teams right, not only to get the World Series champion right, he got the number of games correct. So as this was coming down the stretch, everyone here at John Boy HQ was really excited. And Trevor got to experience a moment where his insane prediction was came true. It went viral on TikTok. People thought he won $25.6 million. That's how much it would have been worth if he had bet it. Unfortunately, he didn't bet it. He just tweeted it, which, you know, isn't a casino. But still a really cool thing. And that gives you context for the rest of this conversation. Okay, there you go. Uh, viral, I think it's what they call it now. On what'd you call it? You called it the TikTok. It's the TikTok. on the TikTok. Yeah, I went I actually, viral on the TikTok. I'd like to say that I watched your Instagram live 
as as the World Series was ending because I I was really invested in the whole thing and the champagne celebration was fantastic. Was that outside you. your house? Because yeah. first of all, show house, good for you. Second of all, amazing <laughs> that just spraying the champagne all over. I hope that somebody cleaned that up the next day, but that was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I did. I watched at my house and I don't know if you know this, but I was in the show. So that's why you have a show house. <laughs> Got the show house, baby. We came along with it. No, you know, my couple of my buddies came over and as, uh, you know, the days were leading up to the game, I was kind of getting nervous. It was a real possibility. So I was thinking about what I wanted to do. Was I going to fly to Houston? Jake and Jimmy were trying to get me to fly to New York. And in the end, I was like, dude, I just want to stay home. I just want to like watch it, watch a game here. So a couple of my buddies came over. They brought the champagne and shoot, man, like, I had like no real plans of what to do. You know, I, I, I talked a bunch of crap about doing an NFT and all this stuff. And the truth is I was just nervous, man. Like I wanted it to come true because I knew a lot of eyeballs would come to the company. Um, but when it actually came, I felt like, I, I mean, I didn't feel like I was playing. Let's, let's stop that. But <laughs> it was, it was the most I felt in a fan experience in quite some time. And my boy Max, he brought it home. So Braves and six. It was a winner, man. When did you, obviously, when they made it to the World Series, you're like, okay, this is possible. But when were you like, all right, this is this is getting out of hand. There's no way this is going to happen, but it's going to happen. I honestly was scared when they brought it back to Houston. I knew it had to go back to Houston, obviously, to get six. Um, but I think, you know, when they won one of the first games in Houston, I knew then it was a real possibility. They took care of business in Atlanta. And then Max started the game. Max Freed started the game against them in game six. And he had, a you know, on paper, a rough outing in game two. But if you really go back and look, he didn't have a lot of hard contact, a lot of soft, weak contact, um, some miscues on the field. So I knew, like, he was, like, he was going to be better than that. Uh, and that kind of, like, added a whole new layer to the whole thing is I, I've known Max since he got drafted. And I've seen him turn into this beast along with Lucas and, and, um, and Jack Flaherty. So uh, I was like, you know, my whole thing was going on, but at the same time I was just rooting for him because I knew what it would mean for him to win a world series game like that. So there was a lot of layers to it, but it was, it was awesome, man. So fun. Is the Braves winning the world series mean that no team can ever sell at the deadline ever again, unless they're in dead last. It's kind of a good point, man. You look at you look at the last two full seasons, nineteen and twenty-one, and it's these teams that weren't doing much at the deadline. The I recipe the, didn't the Cubs have the same record? We were one like, game hey, back from hey, where they were. Dakota, Dakota. I think I think I think that was at the All Star break, though. I don't know if that was at the deadline. I think it was at that's, the All Star. No, break. it was at the break. But still, yeah. that's halfway through the year. I I'm not disagreeing with you. I, there was That's crazy. there was multiple texts between me and some of the guys that were on the team that maybe had been traded that said we were right there. <laughs> yeah. The and I think the um, when when you look back the the recipe in what was it 15 16 17 18 the recipe looked like you are the best team for the entire season you win 110 games and then you steamroll and you go win the world series. But the last two full seasons have proved that that's, you know, that they've proved why baseball is the best game in the world, that any team can win. You just have to be hot. And that's, that's what it was for the Nats and, and the Braves. You know, they weren't the best team on paper in the NL. They're probably the third, fourth best team on paper in the NL. And they were just 
got hot. Jack it's Peterson so gets hot. Watch your lips. Right. That's what I was going to say. It's like, you know, they trade for, you know, decently big names, obviously, but you're like, okay, that's, you know, it's a good move, whatever. But you're like, you weren't really looking at it like, holy shit, the Braves are going all in. It was like, oh, the Braves might, you know, they might make a run at it, might get a wild card spot, you know, that'd be pretty cool for them. And then it's just, like you said, just unfolded. And you're like, holy shit, what is going on? I think it's crazy because you lose your best player, Acuna. What was it like in June, something like that? And then you're like around 500 at the all-star break and you say, you know what, fuck it. Like, let's just go buy guys anyway. Like, cause I think the NL East was pretty weak, like, Wide you know, open, like record wise, yeah. like they could still, they were within striking distance. So, I mean, if there are a couple more games back, who knows, maybe they sell and none of this happens, but it's insane to see them not give up like that. Yeah, I think you have to give credit to the front office, Alex Anthopoulos. I mean, I don't know if he was just smart or the other GMs are just were just over it and wanting to shed money and get a better draft pick, but he paid nothing for a brand-new outfield. And they did their due diligence. I mean, Solaire was coming off a really bad start to the year, but his numbers suggest that he's going to have positive regression and come back and and do well, which he did. And then you have Jock Peterson, who's just kind of been there, a glue guy, if you will. Eddie Rosario, who was not even active at the time they traded for him. They got him for free. They, they, they got gave him for Sandoval, free. who they cut yeah. as soon as they got. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the biggest difference between, like, um, I guess, like, the, the, the Nationals and the Braves. The Nationals knew they had what they had. They had Strasburg, Corbin, and Scherzer going for him. Am I missing somebody else? I feel like I'm missing somebody else. Uh, but they had those guys going for him. The Braves, even when they were trading for those guys, I think uh, Ian Anderson, who we call Ion Anderson, he was hurt. Like everything was going yeah. wrong, but I think the, the, the deciding factor was just how bad the NL East was. And they're like, hey, yeah. we can get healthy and sneak in there, and then who knows what's, what could happen, and that's basically exactly what happened. That's, that's so funny because, you know, you hear guys are like, when teams are trying to get fired up or whatever, and everyone's like, Hey, we can do this. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. And you kind of look to the guy next to you. You're like, yeah, we have, we can do this for sure. Here we go. And like, how do you, I mean, I'm not saying how do you buy in, but like, how do you buy in when you just see guys? I don't, I don't know. More so like, how do you believe it? When are you, when they're in that, they're in that race. And once they make the playoffs, then it's like, yeah, of course. Once you get in the playoffs, you you know, right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's wild. Like you said, it's just completely off script. I think and I, I think it shows you that like the value in good playing paying good veteran players mm-hmm. because it might they baseball is a crazy sport. You don't have any, there's no LeBron James except for Trout's unbelievable. But you're not like you don't get the identical stat line every year. You don't get guys that just take over games and do it for 162 every year. Guys have bad years, even good players, and it shows you they put together that veteran outfield and they showed up. At some point, they showed up. They were, you know, great big league players that deserve to be paid. And I think it's just – it's great for the game, and it's great for, you know, the future of uh, how all-star breaks go and for fan bases because fan bases are going to be able to look back now and, and say, hey, just because we're 500 at the break, if we're in it, if we're within some sort of striking distance, they're going to demand that teams go out and compete. 100%. And it goes against the narrative. Like we got to strip it down to get back to compete again, which is awesome for everybody, specifically fans and the middle tier of baseball players. 
because not only did the Braves come back and win the whole damn thing with, you know, kind of a, a makeshift roster, if you will. And I kind of want to go back to Jock and how he, he came into play, but also the San Francisco Giants. I mean, look what they did this year with basically a bunch of, I mean, I'm not going to call them has-beens, but that's what people were saying. Clearly, I didn't think 100%. that these guys were, they're the real deal. They they figured out, I mean, what good organizations do is they zig when everyone else is zagging. Everyone's going young. The Giants are like, we can find value in some of these veteran players. They did that. They Their player development is, is off the charts. Uh, but a lot of guys, going back to veterans with the Braves, a lot of guys talk about Jock coming into the clubhouse and saying, like, this is a fucking good team. We're going to win. And, like, Sometimes a new guy coming into your clubhouse saying shit like that, that rings a little bit differently than the guys that have been there. Because you've been saying it since spring training. We're good. We're going to win. And it hasn't happened. But then a fresh set of uh, – a fresh voice comes in and says that. You're like, okay, fuck, maybe we are good. Yeah, what was that? He said something when he walked into – he said something to the pitchers, right? He was like, you guys are the ones who are going to win this, the World Series or something like that. He like got on the wrong bus one day and was like, screw yeah. it, I'll be on the pitcher. Which is weird. Uh, I, I've never had a pitcher's and a player's bus. Me either. They had that, I, they had that now, I think, because of COVID. Because all, all the guys were talking about, you know, making the rookies sing. And they were like, oh, you know, when we only had one bus, when everybody was on here, it was much better. And now we have we had the staff, position players, and the pitchers. So I, I'm assuming that's what it is. Just an educated guess. So he, he went on the wrong bus, right? And then he was like, oh, fuck it. I'll stay on this one. Yeah. I could see that perfectly playing with him for half the year. I could see him getting on the pitcher's bus and saying yeah. something like, man, you guys are all bad bitches. And just stay sitting yeah. up there and being him. He's, he is hilarious. And when he flies, he's extra hilarious because he's so anxious about the flight. That dude... He is, he's one of a kind and he is, he's the ultimate glue guy. Like he will make you feel so good about yourself going into every day. And I, there is a reason why that team took off with him and his, he's just, he's he, no moment is too big for him because he's just the same dude, little off, a little strange, unbelievable teammate, same dude. Well, him and Rosario made themselves some money too. The last couple months contracts yes. coming up. Yeah, huge. I don't know if Soler's a free agent or not, but I, mean, I think he, he is too. too. Soler free agent? I think so. I think for the first time in his career, because that he, you know, he signed that deal to Cuba. Cubs yeah. had him locked up for twenty years, and you know, finally he's out of that deal, and he's he's a free agent. But that's decent to win World Series MVP on your last year of the contract. No, it's pretty yeah. pretty ideal. That place played for Zobrist. Tell you that. Yeah. Right. Well, it's I guess all... he didn't win the world. He won the World Series, and then he won the World Series MVP. Yeah. Correct. It's all about timing and free agency, dude. It's all about timing. So all I'm happy time. for all these guys, man. There's, there's we, gonna be a lot we, of money spent this off season. There better be. Yeah. Unless <laughs> a lot of guys out there. Unless, unless there's a lockout, which unless, I. Uh, you talked, you talked to me at the beginning of the season, and I say, yeah, there's probably a 50-50 chance. Now I think there's probably like a 20% chance that happens. There's just too much money going around. It's, it's, You're saying 20% that the season will happen or that there will be a lockout? There'll be a lockout. I think it's yeah. like almost a foregone conclusion that it'll happen, unless something crazy goes on, uh, which 
you know, me, I mean, I don't think, I think that both sides will figure it out just because like the game is good right now. Baseball is good. There's money is there. There's all new avenues opening up for baseball. If they just open their, take the blinders off a little bit. There's so many new media avenues to get into. And I think some of the things they're going to do with being able to stream your local games was, is going to be really cool. I thought that was uh, interesting that they came up with that, that people have been asking for that forever. So maybe they're finally listening. I don't know. Not, not even asking, begging, pleading, yeah, it was anything. That, yeah. <laughs> that got Ian pretty hot under the collar, that topic. That's right. Yeah. What was it? Your, he said his mom couldn't even watch, right? Yeah. When we yeah. go, when we go play in Cincinnati, my mom was in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we go play in Cincinnati or Pittsburgh, she gets blacked out of both games. It's so ridiculous. Bananas. Like, what's she going to do? Get in her car and drive three hours? If, she, if you're a normal person. Well, if she loves you, team, maybe. I don't know. It's a good point. If, if you're a normal person and your favorite team is playing four hours away, like, you're expected to go drive to watch the game. And it's the same thing because we, you know, in AAA, we all played in Iowa. People in Iowa hate it so much because they get blacked out of like six markets. Yep. Blacked out of Minnesota, yep. Chicago, both Chicago's. What? Brewers. Brewers, Cardinals. Kansas City. Twins, I think, too, even. Twins that are also blacked out yeah. from in Iowa. Yeah. And the and the funny thing is, is like, you know, they take they relegate the minor leagues and take a bunch of teams out. So that's one way that people in these areas can go see baseball. They take that away from them, then they black out the games. What are you supposed to do? Right. Like, what what kind of business are you trying to run where you're like, hey, here's a bunch of eyeballs that, that should be on what we're presenting, but no, screw it. Like, let's not have those eyeballs on. It doesn't make any sense. The NBA figured that out first. Like, they want eyeballs on everything. Every single clip that they put out is everywhere. Every high, I mean, there's highlights around the clock with them. Baseball still needs to catch up in that regard. Like, let's just get the game in front of people, especially highlights with young kids. That's what you need. That's what we were saying the other day. I think after game six, when the Braves won, one of our friends was watching um, ESPN. We've had this conversation before with friends. And he said that the World Series wasn't mentioned for like the first 15 or 20 minutes of the show. And it's like, are you kidding? It's the World Series. It's not just game 98. It's the World Series. The season's over. There's a champion. Why aren't we talking about it? Dude, the Sports Center Instagram. This is true. Yep, I, they yeah. posted the Dodgers getting eliminated and then they didn't post. And that was, you know, whenever they didn't post again about the World Series until it was over. And then the next post was about me. <laughs> That's the only baseball coverage they had. How like I get that ESPN and baseball don't have a good relationship, but. You're not too beat up about that, that your name's getting out there. It's all right. I think it's stupid. That's what I think. <laughs> like that's, but that's the problem is they're, they're not in the sports game. They want clicks and mm-hmm. they know what every single person that's in charge there wants the clicks because they get the bonuses and that's what keeps all the advertisers happy. So they're going to run LeBron shit. They're going to run Tebow stuff because they know what's polarizing. Baseball's not, but like, you're, you call yourself Sports Center. You better have the sports on there, and they don't. Especially like the biggest, like it, it's the World Series, like, and it's a great story too. It's not like it's like nothing cool's going. On. Like the Braves were 88 wins, all like the comebacks and all that. Like it's an Astros who are a very you know dislikable Hank team Aaron, around like, the world. 
It is. It really is amazing. MLB has decided to hoard all of the media and not let it out. It's gotten a little bit better, but you look at the biggest companies in the world, Facebook, Twitter, all of these social media that we've come to use every day. They give away their content for free. They give away the platform for free and then they sell ads on it. And they're the biggest market caps that we have. They're the the idea that every fan should have to pay to watch every game is absolutely bananas. That's, and I always use the example of the Cubs because the Cubs fan base is unmatched. They're everywhere. They show up to every game. They're as loyal as can be. They're actually very respectful. And it's because they all, everybody grew up with WGN and it was distributed for free all across the country. And it created this amazing fan base and now the cubs have or the third most valuable franchise in baseball not because it's chicago not because it's wrigley field it's because the fans make it that's because the fans care all over the world and they did that by giving the games away for free same reason that the, the braves have such a big fan mm-hmm. base and following with tnt so it's like or tbs it's like what what are we missing here you've seen it happen over the last 20 30 40 years how are we just ignoring that and trying something else? Yeah, it's, I think it's, I mean, it is difficult. I understand the situation they're in for, because, because forever they rely on these big TV deals, these big revenue deals that, you know, support the league. But right in front of their eyes, pe- people are ditching cable. You know, nobody's, I mean, I have cable, I have direct TV. I never watched direct TV. Like I literally, I don't even know why I have it. It's just burning. It's just money, me burning money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but so like people are getting away from that. They're going to have to figure out a way to navigate the next eight years um, and, and see where it goes because it's quickly happening where people are not having cable subscriptions where people are not, you know, doing this there it's everything's mobile or app related. They got to figure it out because even if you have the MLB app, you are still blocked out. You pay, that's the amazing you pay thing. for the app. And then, hold on, let me, let me rant on this real quick because I, I, I watch MLB, the app, a lot because I go through for some of the shows. I go back and look at clips and all this stuff. I use MLB.com for that. I pay for it. And I have to watch like, I don't know, three minutes of commercials when I click ahead in a video. And it almost makes me want to throw my laptop through the wall because I'm like, I just paid for this. Like, it's a, it's a lot of money a year. It's over $100 a year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. I'm still watching all these ads. I don't get it. When I go and look after a game and I check on my friends around the league to see if they did something cool and I see Zach Short hit a homer and I go to click on the app to watch the video and I have to watch a three-minute ad, I close Ow. I close the app and I go to Twitter and I go find it on Twitter. Yep. 100%. Because it's so ridiculous. Yep. Uh, they, some, there's just sometimes where they do – everything in their power to make it hard to watch and pay attention to and get and get interested in, you know, if they're trying to grow the game, it, it makes, they don't make it very accessible to do so. And it's, it's sad and frustrating, but there were great ratings in the world series. Correct. Yes. Um, were there, ratings? there were, I think, or, it, I think I it had saw, really good numbers, didn't it? It did. Oh, yeah. awesome. I, I saw something that game six, I guess, wasn't that good because I'm assuming it because it was a blowout, which I think it was really good. It, it just sometimes they'll put they'll compare it next to the Super Bowl, which is like that's dumb because yeah. that's one game. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, like it's, these are series. So it's a little bit different. But 
don't know. What can we do about – this is just brainstorming. You know, the game starts at 8. I understand the West Coast, you know, three hours behind. Well, that's like, the worst over, part right, on the West Coast over real at, quick is, like, the two of the biggest teams and then one of the biggest players, two of the biggest players, like Trout's out there, Shohai's out there, Tatis is out there. Like, there's got to be a way to get West Coast games – somehow easier for people on the east coast to seek so like no one's staying up till 10 30 to watch and those That's are like, like the most Trout, fun players to watch in the league he's not they're not on national tv ever no ever and it's like how are we supposed to show them like they should be on a pedestal that's i mean it's it's a difficult thing that's i mean that's yeah, right how, how that's, you there's really right. no way around it except right. all the people on the east coast need to stop being babies and just stay up a little later <laughs> Jeez, but it's like people like the Rams still get like like a ton of national and I get like they play during the day most of the time which is a lot easier but like I feel like if you got to mix in some more day games when you're on the west coast like play it like five o'clock out there and you just can't good luck good luck with the shadows yeah Yeah. I guess like with the fans that's tough to get them in there but you can't compare yourself to football. Football is a totally yeah. different thing. Like MLB should never look at themselves like, how do we get to be what football is? Because they have a built-in story arc throughout the week. There's one game. They own a day. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're, they're talking about the game that happened. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they're talking about their, the lead-up for the game. And then, boom, the game comes. That happens every week. Like, that, you're, you're never going to beat that. That's incredible. Baseball is more about – Jimmy calls it – um, a conversation sport which i think is really cool because it is like you don't have to sit and like have your eyeballs on the game the whole time like you can talk and you can it's kind of like a social thing go watch a ball game have some beers talk with your friends you don't have to just sit there intently and watch every single play um right baseball has a lot going for it i think they just need to like focus on what's really good with the sport and then just drive that home to the audience and i think sometimes they they don't do that yeah, the game has to embrace those things. If baseball played over the course of six months, if we if we played once a week, if we played 24 games, yeah, people would be freaking the fuck out for every single game. People would be losing their marbles because when the playoffs hit, you're still playing seven-game series and the stadium sold out and you see the crowds that are watching outside the gate. You see the visiting stadium full of fans watching. Like When the playoffs hit, everybody's there going crazy and it's and if baseball only played 30 games a year 24 games a year it would be the same thing it's what football is but we have the luxury of playing 162 of having all that content to give to the fans like how can we embrace that and and i think that i think the nba is a much better model you know it's not the same because they only they play half the games that we play and they have travel days and they have other things but i think if we embrace more of their model and getting content out and appealing to the fans that way and showing off the athleticism. I think the NBA does such a good job because they're, they are so athletic and it is like, it's so apparent in the sport. Like if baseball showed off and praised the athleticism of, you know, the really good center field or the really good shortstop, as opposed to just the homers um, there's, there's more in there to be sold. There's so much we could talk about with that. The NBA regular season stinks. Nobody watches the NBA regular season because too many people make the playoffs. Like baseball has a lot of really good things going for it. Like I said, like you just kind of got to figure it out and, and showcase that. I think they need to realign the divisions like 100%. I think that makes total sense. Get some more regional rivalries. We know baseball is thriving at the regional level. Like we need more regional rivalries. 
Like the Ooh. Cubs and the Cubs and the White Sox should be in the same division should and play, play each other. Yeah. Like that's what Do you think that could change if we go to a DH so there's not really an American and National League anymore? It should change, dude. It should change. Like it needs they need to figure that out. A balanced schedule would help, all these things, you know. Um but anyways, I feel like we we're complaining a lot about Major League Baseball. Can I bring up a topic? Yes. Please. It's not and my you're show. You're now a host of this uh, podcast. Oh, it is my so show. Love, That's right. We'd love for you to that. bring up. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I'm just looking at a specific baseball reference page. September, October months, 317, 405, 615. What the hell happened in September, bro? I rake. I know. <laughs> I love it. Was there it a mechanical was or not? Was there mechanical or not? Or was it just like you got a knock on a random check swing and that catapulted you? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was a little bit of both. It was. It was August. If you look at like August, probably twelfth, my birthday. If you look like August twelfth past. Yeah, eight fifty six OPS in August probably gets pretty good. Um, but the it, it was more of a mindset um, and approach change probably but i did have i did have one at bat that i got up there and got a little wider and and got you know felt more on my legs and had a broken end of the bat broken bat single and was like oh yes yeah that felt right that felt real right and then kind of started like for probably two weeks there at the beginning of august got a hit like maybe 10 out of 12 games or something like that it was like one for four, one for five, but it was there. Uh, and then mid-August just clicked cool. it. And that was, it was more of like, that was the physical change early. And then two weeks later, there was a little bit of a mental change, a little bit of mental freedom, and then just clicked it. And then it was, it was kind of lights out from there. What is up, everybody? It is producer Tom. Let's step aside for a moment. And I'm really excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Dugout Mugs. I can tell you firsthand, I have a dugout mug at home. I want to give a shout out to compound listener Mike Mara. He's a friend of mine. I'm going to be in his wedding. And one of the things he gave me as part of the package to say thanks for being in the wedding was a dugout mug. And having a dugout mug changes your life. I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's just a really cool thing. If you don't know what a dugout mug is, it is a bat that they turned into a cup that used to be made just out of wood. You get your favorite teams on them. We've gone beyond that now. We're into metal dugout mugs. That's the new wave. Thanks to Mike for his wood dugout mug, but that's so summer of 2021. You want Christmas? You want holiday season 2021? You're getting a metal dugout mug. Introducing the metal dugout mug, the only metal bat mug on the market. If you are in search for a unique baseball gift, the metal dugout mug is the solution. These brand new metal mugs have been a huge hit. We have them here in the office at John Boy HQ. They're awesome. They're sick. You guys would love them. They didn't make enough of them. They did not make enough. They didn't know how many people were going to want them. So if you want to be one of the first people to get your hands on these brand new metal dugout mugs, then don't wait. Grab one right now. You can use code JOMBOY for 30% off at dugoutmugs.com before they sell out. Again, that's code JOMBOY. Dugout Mugs is probably going to sell out of every single one of their products, but I know they're going to sell out of these first. These are the coolest. These are the ones that everyone is getting, and you want to make sure you're one of the people getting them. So again, 
Use code JOMBOY for 30% off at dugoutmugs.com today before they sell out, before the holiday rush comes. Get them now. Right now. Do it. Okay. Now, back to the show. Have the line since since your birthday, August 12th, the last 45 games of the season. 319, 395, mm. 650 slugging, a 1.045 OPS, mm. uh, 14 homers, 38 ribeye stakes, 10 doubles. That's pretty wow. good. Is that good? That'll play. That'll play. Did that coincide when me offered and I offered you wine, maybe as well? If you get over there, I think that was I did. I saw that I was in the middle of raking and I saw that and I did. I don't really check the uh, the metrics there late in the year, (laughs) but I did check to see where I was on the OPS plus and uh, weighted runs created plus are different but similar, I guess. Mm -hmm. So they're not the same thing, but they're. They're measured in a similar way. So I looked at one of those. I think one was over 100 and one was like a few points under. And I was like, Gotta get there. if I just keep this up, I might be able to find myself a bottle of wine here. Did you, but that did was you, my goal. Like my goal was after I had such a shitty start was to get, because I never, I hadn't had a year in my career where I was below league average. And it was like, well, I can just salvage this thing and get myself above league average. It'll be a solid year. Hell yeah. And, you said it was off the end of the bat. Your hit? So end of the brat broken bat on a, like a change up down our way. It was like a blooper into left. And I, cause I kept it in the air. It was like, it was a uh, down and away. They threw it a little bit more. It was a splitter dude from the Brewers and he was throwing nasty splits and like swung at the first one and fouled it off. And then the next one, like I kind of stayed through it and just blooped it into left. It was gross. Broken bat. Disgusting. But I kept it in the air because. Yeah. For the most part, I had just been taking that and just rolling it over, rolling it. and been and so I kept it in the air and got it to drop, and I was like, "Okay, I I felt something better there." You got through. It. Sa- it was a one for five salvage to end the game too. It was oh, that turned into a one for five, and it was like, "Oh, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing." And if it would have happened your first at bat, it wouldn't have sparked you. That's the nope. that's the truth. That is a yep. fact. That is a you're pissed at first base if that's your first step. You're like, okay, hey, whatever. But if you're Dakota, sal- if you're salvaging that last AB, you're like, oh my God, you're not getting me out. How, you see how dumb hitters are, Dakota? You see how stupid we are? Just throw the ball over the freaking plate, bro. We're stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah but sometimes that's or we're too smart. Works. You know what I mean? Sometimes <laughs> you're dumb enough that it works that it's just like, ah, fuck it. Like I'm gonna go swing the bat. And then you put barrel on baseball and it can go a long way. Oh, hey, uh, I tell that's why I tell Zach all the time he thinks too much. Yeah, Dakota, do you want to tell? Too. Do you want to tell Ploof how you also uh, fired Ian up? Ian? I was gonna say how you sparked Ian up or what? I texted him so he and and I mean this. <laughs> I this wish isn't a we chop. Had, this is just a fact. This is just I a wish fact. We had Ian, the date of the text though. I wish Ian, we had the date. I forget what it. It was like the last like month. It was it was in September because it was towards yeah. the oh, end yeah. of the year. Yes. He was like, he was under the Mendoza line a lot of the year. And I mean, it's, it is what it is. And he got over it. I forget when it was. It had to have been in like September. He got to like 201. And I texted him and I said something like, ah, oh, like, is your hammy tightening up on you or something like that? Like, you might want to just call it a season. He proceeded. I remember I kept the stats for like the next week until we recorded on what he did the next week. And he ended up going like 10 for 16 after that text with like, 
I forget what it was like, six doubles, like, like four homers, like just <laughs> absolutely raked. And he said it pissed him off. I was like, I was kidding. Like it was, it was a half a joke. I also didn't I respond like, ah. to the text. No, he was, did not respond. And I was like, ah. That's how you know you're mad. Yeah, I was like, ah, he wasn't. He didn't. Well, like he, does, he doesn't he, respond to anybody anyway. Hey, me either, bro. That's that's cool. It's <laughs> a good point. But yeah, I, I, I but I have, ex- I have an excuse. I have kids. I have children. I can blame everything on them, and no one can say anything. That's part <laughs> of the reason you have children. Just so you guys know. Just to take the blame. Yeah. Before I do want to talk about minor league housing before we go, but can we touch on someone who also has uh, plenty of kids? Buster Posey retiring. Oh yeah. Yeah. What? That's crazy. Just has just one of the better better the years. Why is he leaving? One of his better years of his career, and he's just like, all right, I've done enough. Someone brought up a really good point in our show this morning because we talked about this. We talked about Buster. You know, the team was probably going to pick up his option, $22 million. It kind of leaves that on the table. Um, but, you know, for a guy like that, he's accomplished every single thing you can accomplish in the game. He's already made $160 million. And then someone's like, yeah, also, don't forget about the body armor money. So oh he was one of the original gosh. investors with Mike Trout, Kobe Bryant, and Body Armor that just sold for $5 billion. So I think Buster got a nice fat check. Not that he needed money anyway, but I think he got a nice fat check there. And I don't know what percentage he got, whatever he got. I'm sure it's a pretty penny. But then, yeah, he wants to be with the kids, man. Like at, that, at some point, you know, you play long enough and you get to that point mentally, like it just outweighs the the pros of playing like being with your family and doing all that shit even just stupid stuff like dropping your kids off at school it it outweighs it and i can't explain that to anybody that doesn't play major league baseball who's gonna say that's fucking ridiculous he left 22 million dollars in a job play major League. i get it it doesn't make any sense unless you're in it and you're in his shoes and then it makes sense but put the kobe deal he invested six million and it's now worth 400 million so if if buster even put in a million it's whatever like couple like 100 million now so math pod. yeah and i mean he's been to the peak of baseball like it's not like he's chasing a ring it's like he's done it all so i understand completely got a family you got the money like and healthy why not yeah is he the best catcher of his era probably i don't know i I mean he has to be no yeah Yachty is there. Mauer, if he stayed longer, was really freaking good, guys. I know he didn't win the championships, and that sucks. Uh, But, you know, go ahead and give a look at Joe's baseball reference page. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, those were were the two names that I had, too. Robbie Grossman had some good stories about Joe Mauer. Robbie. He is hilarious, man. He's He's a closet, like, hilarious person who presents himself very much. I mean, he is also the nicest guy you're ever going to meet and you think it's fake and then you want it to be fake and then you realize it's genuine and then you get really jealous and start to sort of hate him a little bit, but then you love him again. That's so weird. Dakota, how many times have we talked about people like, Oh, that guy's too nice. I need him to tell me to shut the fuck up or something. So I I can like it. I thought you were about to say that you were going to say that you're that nice. And I was, like, I am, I am. But Zach, I am. Zach claims to be like when he was with the Cubs, he's like, I'm the nicest guy in the Cubs organization. And it's funny because he's actually just a dickhead. So I'm it's not, it's even better. I'm not. I'm yes, not. you he's are. A- you're the classic New Yorker. No, I'm not. You're just a dickhead. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm not. I mean, I love you, but that's, you are. Not a nice can we, person. 
Can we move on to minor league housing? You bet we can. Go Buster Posey. Congrats on your career. You're yeah. a fucking legend, bro. Yeah. I would love to talk hitting with him if he wants to come on the pod to discuss if we can get that out there. Is so. Josh Donaldson coming on this pod or what? What do you mean is it coming on? Oh, I wish that you were the type of guy that listened to our pod. Oh, he already Not came on this know. shit? Oh, wait, yes. I w- listen, listen, guys. Wow. I, I, think, w- I, think I actually did watch off. it. I think our timer just went off. I think that's it, right? How would you come on to this podcast without knowing Holy what guests that we've had? shit. Number one, I actually watched the episode, okay? I'm a little foggy right now. I'm a little under the weather, guys. I really did. And now I, I'm recalling all sorts of things he said. I saw the clips. I responded to clips from the compound Twitter page. So it's my bad. A little brain fart, guys. It happens. <laughs> Shit. Jeez. I don't even know how we go on from here. I'd like to say one thing about Buster. I'd just like to say if he played in a different ballpark with real fences that weren't mm. in the ocean, he would... Uh, he would probably have had twice as many homers. I want to get a quick comparison of Joe and his his numbers. I just had it up. Zach, so, you said you'd talk hitting with po- you would talk hitting with a pole. Yeah. I would. Yeah, Ploof, Ploof, you want to talk hitting? <laughs> Zach will ta- yeah. Zach will stay on for another two hours and talk hitting with you if you want. I, I love the talk hitting. You know, I'm not as accomplished as some of these guys, but let me tell you, you don't have to be to know hitting. Buster Posey. 129 career OPS plus Joe Mara 124 Joe 827 regular OPS Buster Posey 831 these guys are very similar Joe has 143 homers to Buster's 158 like these guys are close man when did how far into his career did Mara move to first base though wait what they only have wait yes that's how hard it is to hit that many homers yeah dude 100 homer club baby what year was that that they hit those homers because that was not over their career yeah what oh my god it's so hard to hit 200 homers in your career power only had one year in the 20s he had uh his mvp (laughs) year he hit 28 homers the rest of the time he um his most was 13 so doubles guy for sure I am dumbfounded right now because I just watched Miggy do what he did. And I was like, oh, my God, obviously that is incredible. But to think that he has more than (laughs) double of their home runs. He has more than triple. Yeah. Playing in Comerica. Dude, Miggy's a – you start to realize those guys, like a Miggy, you get to play with any one of those guys. Miggy, I I got to play with Tomei, obviously against Miggy a bunch. They're literally – walking legends like what they do is not normal like not normal 600 homers i say this all the time and i love to do it is 10 straight years of 60 is 20 straight years of 30 like start to think about the numbers when you break it down it's a joke it's insane it's a joke it's even crazy. 20 like 20 years of 30 is even 20 straight years so of 30 impressive. or 30 years. You know how hard it is at 20 homers in the show, Ian? <laughs> meant 30 years in a row hitting 20. You'd play till you're 50 and you'd have to hit 20 a year. Well, it's crazy. Like, if you, even if you think about 250 homers, I, th- I think 250 homers is a bananas number. It is. You have to hit 25 homers 10 years in a row. You have to stay healthy for 10 years. You have to stay in the big leagues for 10 years, mm-hmm. which only what percentage of players do. Then you have to hit 25 homers each of those years. Like, that's crazy. Ian, I, I was how many just, are you at? How many do I have a career? Yeah. 
85. Let's go. We're getting, getting there, here. baby. Let's go. But the, the, it's like, it's, I think the casual fan, and I think even guys that play, like, you start to think that it's normal to achieve some of these milestones. And, and, you know, for some reason, we forget how crazy it is. Like, it's like, oh, no, it's normal to hit 30 homers a year. Like, that's just what good players do. It's like, no, it's not. It's really hard. And you might have some guys that do it once, do it twice, but to do it all the time over the course of your career, really tough. What'd you have, 25 last year, Ian? 25. Only needs 20. Hey, 10 more years of it. Because, yeah, you have to do it 10 more times. It's not a big deal. (laughs) It's easy. Ian only needs 21 to pass Trevor Plouffe as well. That'll be the all-time John Boy media lead. That's when he'll get the bottle of wine is when he passes Plouffe for all-time homers. He'll get another one. Then we're going to fire you right before you get to (laughs) over me, and then I'll still be the leader. So that's my plan at least. I got to talk to Jimmy and his new baby about that. Trevor, do you do you remember your hundredth homer? Like, was it a huge deal? Were you like, this is fucking awesome? Yeah, because I knew I was kind of on my way out. I hit it in Oakland. I guess I, I mean I thought I was still going to be good. Then I, my career just uh, fell off a cliff. But uh, I do remember it. Uh, it was uh, against Iwakuma. Breaking ball, hit it up the center. Nice, a nice good homer for my hundredth. It was good and a victory as well. So, did you get the ball? Yeah, I got the ball. They actually took it and they made a nice thing with the lineup card. Everyone signed it and stuff. That's sick. Good times, man. Hundred, yeah, hundred's a big deal. There's, that's kind of the number, man. You get there, you're like, okay, I hit some homers in my life. Zach, what do you have? Four. That's six. So, hey, six. Easy. Sorry, Come disrespectful. On. Disrespectful. My bad. Six. Let's go. Speaking he's of, third, he's third all time in John Boy Media homer list. So like, let's nice. go. <laughs> sick. Oh goodness. Chris we Rose told like housing really quick. Okay. Wait, can I say, can I make fun of Chris Rose real quick? Yes, yes. please. He said he's never hit a ball over the fence for like a like home. Even little league. <laughs> in his life. Life. He so said that his little league, a- his little league didn't have a fence. So he never got to en- enjoy <laughs> hitting a ball over a fence. And I said, <laughs> man, you, you, you've missed out on one of life's uh, all time great feelings. So it's unbelievable. When is, like when is he playing football then? And you guys putting a fence a hundred feet away. We played and and he got a home run robbed from him as well. <laughs> so like he's really wearing it, guys. It might not be in the he's cards. Really wearing it. Oh, that's oh. just hurt. All right, minor league housing. We're back. Come on, minor league housing. We have to touch on it. We've been trying. We've been saying for two months we need to talk about this. My paying for minor league housing. The biggest thing I'd say to <clears> note from people that don't know is like that basically doubles the pay you're making in a month right there by not having to pay for housing you're basically doubling players' paychecks because half of, half your pay in a month went to, like, housing, electric bills, all that. So, Is each guy going to get his own room? Like, is that going to happen? Because yeah. that's a, also that's – kind of what That's kind of what I'm scared of. I didn't really read into it or anything, but I, I, I hope that they don't. They're like, okay, here – we paid for your housing. Here it is. And it's just, like, a little shack. And yeah, and it, it's, it's kind of scary. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you also wonder, like, will they just give a limit and, like, you go find your own place, but there's a limit. Will they have right. something set up? Will they have, like, deals with five different apartments in the city? That's, that's kind of what, at the end of the year, I know with the Cubs, you have to fill out, like, a survey and, like, anything at the end of the year, ever, there's, like, hey, would you want to add anything? And I know, Dakota, you can attest, like, 95%, we would all write, yeah, help with housing. Either find, you know, 
finding it or trying to strike it, strike strike a deal with a with an apartment complex because you get there when the season you're assigned. It's here you go. You have three go days in a hotel, and then it's like, hey, after that, you guys are on your own. Because it's with, it's not like you have like you have an idea in spring, like for minor leaguers, you have an idea in spring, like what team you're going to break with, like. But I'm saying like the first year, your first full year, like you don't know if you're going to low A, you don't know if you're going to extended spring, high A, like. And then once you find out where you're going, which is literally like the second to last day of spring training, you have a total of five days to be like, find housing. And it needs to be six month only lease. And it needs to be this close to the field and all this and that it's, it's literally impossible. Like you're going to a place you've never been before. Just go get them. I remember in Myrtle in 2016, get getting basically dropped out of the plane. They, and you're, you're in the hotel and you finish like the first day of practice and you try to find a couple guys that you know enough to agree to live with them. And you're like, all right, boys, so let's look at the internet. You find a place, you like drive your car over there. And you're like, fuck it. Yeah. Like we saw the world deadliest spider outside our door. We, I was sleeping on an air mattress. So we had like all the, like our place was a disaster, but that was just normal. Like, I hope that with this proposal, every, I hope everybody has a bed. I hope everybody is like sleeping yeah. and living in normal conditions. No one's sleeping on couches and living rooms on the floor. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, man. We, we, I'm dating myself here, but same thing for me. They'd give you a day to find your housing wherever you were assigned. And we didn't have smartphones, bro. You couldn't look up on Zillow what was available. You just had to like cold call these places. They'd give you a packet with a few available options and then just yep. go from there. And it's, it just, it's an unnecessary stress. It makes zero sense for that to be that way because, like you said, Dakota, a lot of times you don't even know where you're going. Mm hmm. You know, Until and then two days before, and then you're trying to find for the minor leagues is a five month season. So you're trying to find uh, something for a five month lease. Places don't want to do that. They don't want to no, rent to a no. bunch. Of, they don't want right. to rent five dudes in a two bedroom apartment. So you have to lie about that. You have to fib on your lease agreement. I mean, it's, it's, it's a joke. I'm glad they're stepping it up because that was part of the whole thing. If you're going to relegate the minor leagues, then at least you got to change the way that things are being done there. Like you gotta, there's gotta be better options for housing. The pay has to increase. The um, stadiums have to be upgraded. The food has to be better because all those things. And, and anyone that has ever even thought about owning a business or thought about business at all, like how can you treat your employees, the lifeblood of your, uh, you know, business so shitty and then expect mm -hmm. them to come perform for you. It doesn't make any sense. It never has. And I don't want to hear that it weeds people out bullshit because that's dumb. Everyone should have the same chance. It shouldn't be the first rounders. Yeah, they're going to get more chances because uh, you have money invested, but they shouldn't be at an advantage because they have money to pay for a freaking housing. You know, that that's not fair. That's not equal opportunity. That was always such a black eye too, like on baseball, where it's like everybody knows about it. Like you get home in the off season, my first off season, some of the questions were like, "Was it that bad?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" It's like, "Were you living in a closet with other guys?" And I'm like, "No, but yeah, you know." Yeah. And it, yeah, it's like, yeah, I was on a, I was in a living room. I was on a, a mattress on the floor in a living room. Yeah, I, but and that's that's what I was gonna say. That's the other thing. It's fine. Like you get it figured out to start the year for like it might take a day or two staying in a hotel, but it's when you get moved up. Like I remember, like Zach said, yeah. in oh. 17, we broke in low a 
And then I moved up to Myrtle and like, I got lucky. Somebody else had just gotten moved up to double a. So I just took their room in an apartment, but I didn't know anybody on the team. So you're living with two guys. You've meeting them for the first time. And it's like, all right, I'm your new roommate. And then Zach gets called up like a couple weeks later and he has nowhere to go. So we just throw a mattress in the living room and that's where Zach lives. Like it's, it's funny. Cause I, it was basically, I, I would do it again, but it's not oh, ideal. Yeah. It's not, it's no. not ideal to live in a fucking living room on a, on the floor. And it's, it's amazing because when somebody moves into your living room, you're actually pumped because then you get to split the rent one more yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Love that. Dang. You'll anybody pay $5 else, dollars any, less because you're sleeping in the living room. Anybody <laughs> oh else need a gosh. spot to live? We have a, we have a spot in the kitchen. <laughs> that you know like it is gonna hopefully it goes away but like some of the stories are really funny and i hope that we preserve the minor league oh, stories like you're so saying good. oh yeah would you live in a closet well maybe you didn't sleep in a closet but i bet the closet was like the designated telephone talking room yeah. like yeah. somewhere quiet to get away so you could talk on the phone for a second because there's zero privacy in minor league housing we've you know, everyone knows the, you know, the string with a shower curtain on it thing. So you can break up a living room into two rooms. Like you, you get creative at least, you know, like, I mean, I bet if you went around to every minor leaguer that's played over the last 10 years, everybody's returned a TV to Walmart at the end of the season. Every 30 days, every 30 <laughs> Let's days. Go, baby. <laughs> Return it. I ain't paying for that thing. <laughs> That's the stuff that, you know, that's, there's a little, is there charm in that? I don't know. It's kind of funny to talk about it now, but. That's what I was going to say. It's funny looking back, but like when you're actually living it, it's like that shit kind of sucks. But looking back now, it's like, oh, that's hilarious. That guys actually did that. But it's like, it wasn't funny for them when they were doing it. Like we had a guy sleeping. Zach, remember Haji? Yep. You remember Haji Hap? He was literally living in a laundry room in one of their apartments like he slept next <laughs> to the washer and dryer like that was where he lived it's like you oh, know you get God. home on a road trip from four in the morning and you're like oh man i can't go i can't wait to go lay down and you're going on the floor you're just like this is horrible it's a grind yeah, and <laughs> it's crazy because the kids come from like big sec programs where like their mm-hmm. facilities are unbelievable and they have nutritionists and they're getting smoothies and they're you know staying at nice hotels on the road <laughs> with like athlete housing and then it's like here here's this is the this is the pros man this is professional baseball go get them or, imagine giving a guy like five million bucks in a draft that's your that's your investment into this player and then trusting him to like a host family like hey go live with this random family in the middle of nowhere that we really don't know like it's just a strange thing man like the strange. minor leagues is we got lucky the Cubs didn't do host families because that's oh really that's a roll of the dice. Yeah. If you're doing host I had a great host family, so I had like a great experience with it. I was yeah. 17 years old, like I just turned 18. I was off on my own, so I, I probably needed that. Oh yeah, uh, but I've heard horse stories, man. Like oh yeah, it's it's that's like it's a roll of the dice. You can get some weird shit can happen. <laughs> Is there anything else that we'd like to touch on before we end this? episode 84 of the compound podcast presented by parse rum go get your parse pennies i have i have one thing to say to trevor trevor a couple weeks ago played in back alley at bats there was a controversial call on the umpire for those that don't know this week it's coming out trevor asked me to look at the footage and get back to him and i want this to be on the record so he can't deny that i didn't say this i was wrong trevor i made the wrong call and people can watch it on wednesday it's going to be tough. It's going to be pretty much the entire episode is going to be about how I was wrong and I got to eat it. 
Sometimes you got to eat as the umpire. It was a tough one. I w- it's not even that close. It was a pretty bad call. But, you know, <laughs> I, I got I to admit when I'm wrong. So there you go, Trev. Tom, the respect I just gained from you right there. <laughs> or you just – I don't know how to say that, but you gained respect from me, buddy. Coming clean right there. I like that. It was, it was a really bad call. It, it was, was a bad it was, call. It was a, it was a tough one because – you're also blocking one of the cameras. So I tried to convince myself for five minutes. I was like, oh, maybe it's not that bad. And then I found another angle. And I was like, no, it's it, it's bad. It's a tough one, you know? Just got to take the L. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, that's uh, that's impressive, Tom. That's the, that's why you're with the compound. Because you'll own up to your mistakes. That's right. Let's get that guy a bottle of Parsi. Huh, Zach? Drive it down there. Mm. That boy, Zach. Stop when, Hey, once we get some posters, I will. Good point. We we heard back from the poster guy. He said he's working on it. He gave us he gave us like the first yeah, yeah, yeah. after the design. I, yeah, yeah. We're gonna need to change ZS59's picture on that one. <laughs> I you are such like, you're <laughs> such like a uh, no, that's so yeah, typical I mean, Zach to actually be upset about that. Yeah, I want it done. I want it done he's, correctly. He's like deep into the process. What's wrong with the photo? What's it's wrong like with I'm, the photo? It looks like I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> you might have been. I might have been. You're right. It was a big league picture, so that is very, very true. Okay. <laughs> the artist just thought you looked better. What is your wrong? Uh, <laughs> your face uh, is kind of uh, funny. Uh, I don't yeah, know if you can see you. it that much. You can't yeah, really see it. I bring you back on the screen, but it's your yeah. head also looks tiny on that. You are such a little person. No oh my offense. god, dude! Sorry, That's, I just, holy I just right, noticed your head. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, I'm the mean one. I just noticed your head, and I was like, "That's a, you're a little guy." It's all right. Yeah. Zach, I think you look great in that picture, man. Zach, you know what I want to know? Why is Ian always in the middle? I don't I don't get that. Why? Is I don't he like get the it face either. of it or something? Don't get it. So what happens when you're the boss? That's right. I also found the Ian Hap weather channel clip and it's pretty great. It's yeah, that uh, one. you'd be you'd be a great weatherman, Ian. There's no oh. doubt about it. Magical. Magical. <laughs> put that put that in the uh, episode, Tom. I'll, we don't I'll, do video episodes, but <laughs> stick it in there somehow. I'll stick it in there and I'll tweet it out too. You're the funniest part is you're wearing your Cubs jersey over like a button-up shirt, which is my favorite baseball player thing. Professional, yeah. That's what when you go to do an appearance, that's it. They, you know, you you go and you put your button up on, and then for some reason you're wearing a jersey over the top, so everybody knows who you are because baseball players can't be identified unless they have a name and a number on the back. I'm gonna get rid of. I want to formally get rid of the button down with jeans look. Can we just eliminate it for, for good? No, I'm it's a safe play it. for people, but I think we need to get rid of it, guys. It's 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 been too hey, long. That's a Spice that's a flight. A that's a fight. That's a that's a flight outfit for me. So I don't wanna I don't wanna bang it yet. Let's you know <laughs> just get you know, maybe not jeans with it, maybe get some slacks or or, or just go yeah. more casual in general. That's that's where I yeah. go. Down. Maybe a nice sweater, I, Zach. Maybe we'll get you hey, some sweaters because it's gonna I be got about a thousand. Yeah, I got about a thousand uh, button ups if you want them. They're all yeah, just in my closet. Perfect, absolutely okay. perfect. I, I will. Right. I swear to God, I will send you <laughs> all nice brands, designer. Oh, we're talking nice stuff. That's, I'm gonna send it out to you. That's a great. We're, yeah, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. Okay. okay. Trevor, <laughs> thank you for joining us on the Compound Podcast. We look back yes. forward to look back forward. We look forward to having you back next week because you're now a host. Congratulations. Anytime. As long as Jimmy pays me more. Let's go. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I think I think his kid's gonna start paying you now. I think that's yeah. how it works. Well, that's my plan is to get really in with John Baby, and then I'm gonna take over the company from his dad. So 
It's genius. Perfect. Yeah. That's episode 84. Oh, should we do screen time really quick? I don't think so. Okay. That's episode 84 of the Compound Podcast. We're going to have Zach tweet his screen time so that everybody knows it. I was going to say, he's only saying that because this must be high. Presented by person. This, this late? We're coming back to do screen time because Dakota left because he hates us. But Zach oh, and I are just going to his... do screen time. Tom, jump in. You're, you're in. Tom's in. Screen time. Oh, Four hours and six minutes. Brought mine's to you by Parsley six, Rum. Mine's 611. Brought uh, to you I by got, Parsley Rum. I got, I got the high one. I got 649. 649, Tom. That means you're working hard on this Monday. Yeah. See, I was trying to you know, get Zach's poster, get his face correct. There we go. Brought to you by Parsley Rum. Now I have to go get a haircut. Late night haircut. Go get him. Ever heard go of it? Him. Do you have somebody coming in? No, I wish. I'm not that cool. Oh, I was going to say, my God, good for you. If I was awesome, but I'm not driving to a haircut. Wow. Yeah, that first pitch of the 2018 Major League Baseball season, one to remember for Chicago Cubs outfielder Ian Happ. Glad to have Ian here with me. Thanks for joining us here this uh, this day. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a crazy year for uh, baseball and weather, so we're going to talk about it. In fact, you've got a game uh, tonight here with the uh, Braves. Let's check that forecast yeah. for you. Uh, we'll just touch that and show you what's going on. There is that chance we could see storms coming in towards the middle innings of our game. So what is it like when you're, when you're preparing for a game knowing that you could be dealing with delays? Yeah, I think a, a game like today will actually be able to take batting practice, which will be nice, but then uh, might get a little delay in the middle and have to uh, sit in the clubhouse for a while. Now to maybe uh, South Florida. Everyone loves Miami, right? Well, we got the Marlins and the Dodgers going at another game where we could see some showers and storms. Now, Ian, as you know, this is a, a game where you can close the roof mm-hmm. if uh, weather is yep. uh, certainly a problem out there. But uh, how do you like going to maybe some of the warmer climates to play a bit of baseball? Uh, especially early in the year, come from Chicago. Uh, love it to get out of the, the cold, the rain. But uh, a place like this where you have the retractable roof, that's awesome because you're never going to lose a game. Yeah, absolutely.